Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Recorded live. To God be the glory, the thing he has done. Hallelujah, hallelujah, and amen. I just thought it would be befitting on tonight to bring in the, today's sermon, a sermonic topic with To God be the glory, my tribute, hallelujah, by Brother Andre Crouch. What a dynamic songwriter and just powerful words to his ministry of music as he blessed us for so many decades and with his uh, recent passing this week, I thought it would be befitting to hear my tribute from the mouth of the one who who actually wrote it. And so we're excited that you've decided to join us for another time of Fresh Manor Broadcast. We have been playing musical chairs with some of our broadcasting over the past few weeks. And to those of you that have found us through the maze that we created, we just bless God for you. We pray that we haven't caused you to fall away because of some confusion or changes that we have made. Uh, there will be additional changes made uh, coming up uh, very soon, but we just bless God for you and you and you. I'm Pastor Adrian, and yes, you're at the right place at the right time. This is our Fresh Man of Broadcast. We have been coming to you via Ustream TV and uh, there's some difficulty with uh, that matter at this time, so we're back on talk shoot uh, to get the word of the Lord out. We will not be stopped. We will not be hindered. We will go forth as thus saith the Lord. 
And I just bless God for you and you and you. I'm excited tonight because I love Paul, the Brother Paul, Apostle Paul. I love his writings, and I just thank God. Uh, Amen. Uh, to what he was really supposed to be doing. And I just bless God for his writing and for who he is. Um, We're going to be coming tonight. Well, first let me start by saying for the month of January, we've taken on a dynamic task that Father God has given uh, this announcement. I pray that you will align with us, whether you connect with us, connect to the ministry and let us know that you're aligning with us or not. We would love for you to do this in your own community, in your own home, or in your own churches. But what we're doing, instead of a first fruit fast, we are doing first fruit of service. And the God had given the thrust and the, and the insight for us to go this month, this month of January, to begin anew, to start afresh, and to begin serving others by the things that we have in our hands. You have gifts, you have talents, you have creative ideas, ways that we can touch our neighbor. Maybe there's an elderly person on your block that you haven't seen in some time. Maybe it's a good time to go make a casserole or a pie or a cupcake, a cake or something, and take it over and visit. Maybe you know that there are some foster children or there's somebody having difficulty. Maybe just to send a card or, or let somebody know through encouragement that you work with, that you see them, that you know that they're struggling, and that pray with them. You know, do whatever you have in your hands. Release that unto the masses. When we sit on the gifts that God has given, the enemy wins. And we talk so much over these months and over these years. We believe in prayer here at God's Church International. And as we pray, amen, we realize that faith without works is dead, amen. We can highlight, get our faith initiate, and get the ball rolling through faith, through our prayer, the difficulties, and I was 
bumped off the call, but we're going to keep going. And, and I was talking with you about the first fruits of service, believing that God has given us the thrust to serve one another. There is something that each one of us can do. We each have a mouth. We each have hands. We each have gifts and talents that Father God has instilled in each one of us. And we're just praying that through the month of January that you will reach out and touch, even if it's two or three people, go out and do something for somebody else and bless them. Amen. Bless them. No, no, get the service is too small or too big. Be able to bless those in your community and around you. The, the theme for the month of January is that we will trust in the Lord, and that comes from Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. I will not read that in your hearing on tonight, but that is our theme for the month of January. We pray that you will take up that mantle as well, to trust Father God, to walk with him and talk with him like never before, believing him for the miraculous. Don't believe him for the things that you can get on your own. I mean, you can do that, but why waste time? If you know you can do it for yourself, believe him for those miraculous things, the things that you need a miracle for, the things that you need the hand of God to move on your behalf for. That's what we're believing for in 2015. It's a new beginning. It's a new newness that is springing forth. And Father God is shifting us into overdrive for this 2015 season. I pray that you will join with us and link with us over the month uh, as we walk this walk together in Jesus' name. Well, again, I'm Pastor Adrian Rump, and this is um, the time that I'm going to share with you our uh, actual Bible reading. I'm coming from the NIV version, um, coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. I also want to remind you that tonight we will be having communion. So please make ready your holy sacraments, whatever you're using for communion on tonight. We want you to join in with us for communion. All right, I'm going to be reading from verse 1 through verse 10. So I made up my mind that I would not make another painful visit to you. For if I grieve you, who is left to make me glad but you whom I have grieved? I wrote as I did so that when I came, I should not be distressed by those who ought to make me rejoice. I had confidence in all of you that you would all share my joy. For I wrote you out of great distress and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to grieve you but to let you know the depth of my love for you. If anyone has caused grief, he has not so much grieved me as he has grieved all of you to some extent, not to put it too severely. The punishment inflicted on him by the majority is sufficient for him. Now instead, you ought to forgive and comfort him so that he will not be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I urge you, therefore, to reaffirm your love for him. The reason I wrote you was to see if you would stand the test and be obedient in everything. If you forgive anyone, I also forgive him. And what I have forgiven, is there anything to forgive? I have given in the sight of Christ for your sake. And, of course, I just realized I went to the wrong text. Glory be to God. But I know that that was for someone. Just bear with me as I get to 1 Corinthians, amen. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Glory be to God. I know that the enemy is angry. Yeah, he's trying to get me all caught up tonight, but we're going to keep moving. First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And, yes, I knew by the, by the second verse I was in the wrong passage, but I felt like we need to go ahead and read that. So let's start. 
When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom, as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you for this time together. And Father God, we want your word to go forth. God, let the word just ring in our hearts and our spirits. Let it permeate and penetrate into our hearts. God, let our spirits be changed and our mindset be changed. Father God, let us be moved by your word, by the truth of your word. God, we just bless you. We just honor you in advance, God, because we know that outside of you, God, we cannot win. We need your guidance. We need the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We need you, oh God, hallelujah, to be the leader and guider for each one of us. And God, we just bless you in advance for all that you're doing and all that you will do. These are your special and your blessed people, oh God. I thank you in advance for what you're about to do in their lives. In Jesus' holy, mighty, and matchless name, I pray. Hallelujah, 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 and amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I really want to turn your attention, amen, to this writing from Paul. And I read the first uh, first five verses because I wanted you to get some insight onto what our brother Paul, the Apostle Paul, he was trying to stress to those that were listening, to those that he had trained, those that he had been training up and talking to. And he wanted them to understand, hallelujah, that 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 the thing, that he was coming to them and the message that he was giving them, hallelujah, did not come from him. Hallelujah. He was coming as an oracle of the Lord to explain to these people, for them to understand, hallelujah, that it's more important for you to be sent of God, for you to be spirit-filled, for you to walk with the Lord, than for you to be learned, for you to have pervasive and persuasive words, eloquence of speech. He wanted them to see, hallelujah, that you need not have your faith resting in man or, or institutions or governments or powers or principalities, but your faith needs to rest, hallelujah, in God's power. You know, wisdom can be something that can turn the hearts of men. 
if you are wise and you can speak well and you're charismatic, you could turn a whole room full of people against the truth. But what he's trying to get us to see here in these first five verses, hallelujah and amen, is that nothing matters outside of God. That we must have the wisdom of God. We must stand on the wisdom of God. We must stand on the fact that the God that we serve, when we accept him as our Lord and our Savior, as we accept God as our Father, as we accept the Holy Spirit as our leader and our God, amen, that that becomes now our power. You know, we are weak. We are frail. We are fragile. We are broken. We are hurting. We need mending. We need the love of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, to superimpose over our lives, over our brokenness, over our shattered and broken pieces. But through God the Father, his power is made evident, hallelujah, in our lives when we become weaker. And we are weak. We are frail. We are fickle. We are fragile. We are ones, hallelujah, that are fair-weather friends at times. But I'm telling you, what Apostle Paul wanted Samson, wanted the people to know is that though he may look wise, though he may speak with elegance, though he does have letters behind his name, though he speaks with eloquence, it's not him, but it's the power of the Almighty God. And this gets us back to our topic for this month, understanding that we need to trust in the Lord. We need to trust in the Lord, hallelujah, for understanding, for wisdom, for healing, for power, for direction. Hallelujah. We need to trust in the Lord so that we can be unified as a body of Christ and that we can begin to see the demonstration of power that Apostle Paul was talking about here. I'm not just talking about getting up and running and dancing around the church. I'm not just talking about, hallelujah, uh, somebody speaking in tongues because we are all able to receive the gift of the Lord. But I'm talking about limbs that have been cut off growing out again. I'm talking about brand new hearts and brand new lungs and blinded eyes opening and deaf ears being unstopped. I'm talking about, hallelujah, people being healed from cancer, all from the top of their heads to the sole of their feet. I'm talking about glory be to God, growth falling off. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Sicknesses, all matter of sicknesses, illnesses, and diseases. Hallelujah, being healed in Jesus' name. I'm talking about minds being regulated, depression dropping off, a personality disorder fleeing. I'm talking about a freeness in Christ Jesus that you've never experienced. Liberty, peace, joy. Hallelujah, unspeakable joy. Peace. That's a pastor's all understanding. I'm not talking about just for a day. I'm talking about long-lasting peace, long-lasting joy, hope, hallelujah, that's pouring over. That's what I'm talking about. I believe Apostle Paul wanted us to understand, hallelujah, hallelujah, that we need to make sure, hallelujah, that our hope and our, our faith and our foundation is in the right thing. Oh, yes, it's okay. It's okay to go to school. It's okay to learn. Hallelujah. You know, get your theological learning. It's okay to get the letters you needed. It's okay. It's okay to become a doctor or a double doctor or a triple doctor. Well, it's all right. But I just believe that if we're learning, hallelujah, we need to be maturing. And we need to be maturing in the things of God. 
hallelujah, not in the things that are measured by the rulers or those that are in power of this age. Because we need to understand that the only true power and the only true ruler and the only true measure is God himself. And if they are not aligned with God, they, we know that they will pass away. It doesn't matter. It seems like they're at the forefront and they're winning right now. But I'm just telling you, my brother and my sister, <coughs> what really matters, excuse me, is God and what God desires for us. Hallelujah. It is our job to understand the word of God. It is our job to seek, seek God for the mysteries that are hidden within his word. It's our job to ask Father God for revelation, for understanding, so that we won't falter, so that we won't fail, but also so that we won't lead others astray by our actions, by the things that we speak, by the things that we think are okay. We need to be measured daily, hallelujah, by the ruler of the Holy Spirit. Glory be to God. We must seek God for more of him. We must seek God for more of the demonstration of his spirit in our lives, more of our our maturity springing forth so that others can see that God is truly doing a work in our lives. We must not sit down on the things of God, but we must go forward in what God has called us to. We can show that maturity and that level of faith and that level of trust in the Lord by stepping out on nothing. When God has told us to go forth, even though we don't have what's necessary to make it come to pass, we have to believe that if he sent us, he has already fixed it for us. If he's called us, it is already waiting for us. Whatever it is that he has called us to, that God is not going to leave us, neither is he going to forsake us. We can't expect the people, the people that are around us, even the people that are living in your own, your own house, you can't expect them to understand what God has given to you, the wisdom that he's imparted to you, the go-do that he's given you, the honey-do list that he's given you. You can't expect the people around you and the people that are in power to understand what God has given you. I just recently, Father God, had given me a mandate, and it is a dynamic and a powerful mandate. It's a dynamic mandate that is going to require moving time and space. Let me just say it that way. God has given it. He released it. And I just want to say this. I know it was God because the way that it moved, the way God gave it, and then I spoke it just ever so quietly, and then it was picked up by my husband who then spoke it to me without me having to say to him, this is what happened. And so he spoke it back to me. And when he spoke it back to me, I could feel the power of God move in the house. And so what I'm trying to get you to see is, yes, that was agreement, but it was a wisdom from God. My husband received it. He spoke it back to me. Well, later on, I spoke it to another family member. And the family member received it at the time, but they didn't seem as excited about that wisdom or that revelation as my husband and I see. And so days later, the person then comes back to me and they say, do you think you, we should, you should wait on that? Do you think God really gave you that? Do you think that is what you're supposed to be doing? And the only answer I said was, God said it and we're going to do it. 
and that is where it is. And so what I need you to understand is that not everybody's going to be at the level of maturity. I don't care how old or how young they are. I don't care how long they've been in the church, how long they've been working in the church. Not everybody's going to be on the same level, and everything that God gives you is not for everyone because people will come at you and they will question you. Hallelujah, about the things that God has said when you release that thing. Hallelujah. And they will try to put doubt in you. Hallelujah. They're being used of the enemy sometimes, and they're shaking the foundation that you are short of. But I'm going to tell you this. When you hear the word of the Lord, when God has given you a mandate, you must do what God has said in the time frame in which he said it, how he said it, with whoever he told you to do it with. And you're not to tarry. You're not to linger. You're not to stop. You're not to question. You're not to ask advice or get counsel on something that God has said because other people are going to add salt and somebody else is going to add pepper and somebody else is going to reach for the oregano and then somebody else is going to put some garlic in it. And before you know it, you're going to have a mishmash pot, a mess that God did not orchestrate. And it's not going to have the same flavor that God wanted you to demonstrate when he gave you that thing. Let me just say this. When you give it over to someone else and when you, make sure, when you start aligning your life and your mandate with the rulers of this earth, then you can miss out on what Father God has said in verse 9. He says, however, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. And so we know that he's talking about even in our hearts, hallelujah, that we need to make sure, amen, that we are doing what God says, the way God says it. We need to trust in the Lord, trust in the wisdom of the Lord, trust in the wisdom that the spirit has given us. We need to follow God's way when it doesn't line up with man's way. We need to make sure that we are receiving godly counsel, but also that when God has given us a mandate, that we don't turn from it or deter from it because somebody who we we respect comes to us to give us uh, some insight when we know that God gave it to us. And when we do what God has said, we can expect that eyes have not seen nor ears heard no mind to conceive what God has prepared for those who love him. And the way we show him that we love him is to obey him. The way we show him that we love him is to revere him. The way we show him that we love him is to love him right back in such a way that we trust him undoubtedly with everything in our lives, everything that we are and could ever hope to be. Hallelujah. We give it to him and we allow him to be the Lord and the master of our lives. Maybe someone on this call today, maybe you don't know the Lord as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've heard about this Jesus. Maybe you've heard about God, and maybe even the Holy Ghost. And you thought maybe the Holy Ghost was an apparition or something off of a cartoon. But I'm here to tell you on today, amen. Father God is once a submitted person. He wants you to make a decision on today, hallelujah, that you will serve him and that you will make Jesus the Lord of your life. If this is you and you decided today is the day, it's the best day you could ever choose, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Father God, I'm a sinner. Wash me. Make me clean. I turn away from 
everything that separates me from you. Father, I want to live for you. Father, fill me. Cleanse me. Align my heart with your heart. And, Father, I'll serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, then you are in the body of Christ. You have been adopted into the family. You are a king's kid. And you have been afforded all rights and privileges that Father God has afforded all of his children that is written in his word. If you are a new convert, this is the time for you to begin to read your Bible. You need to get into the word of God. I advise you, amen, to go to the Gospel of John in the New Testament and begin there reading at the first chapter. Understand and learn more about how John wrote about the love of God and who God was. Get an understanding through John. If you do not have a Bible or if you would like further resources, amen, that we would, lo- we would love to put these resources in your hand to help you on your spiritual journey, could you please email the ministry at info, which is info, at godschurchinternational.org. We want to make sure that you get a Bible or that you get the, the uh, beginner uh, convert resources that we have available for you. We want to bless you with these for the new year. Hallelujah. If you know of someone else, hallelujah, that maybe can't get out and maybe cannot hear um, the word of God each week, please pass this information along uh, so they can join us on this broadcast. We would love to impart the word of God to them. And it's just uh, 15 to 30 minutes that we come on each Sunday Hallelujah to um, just release the word of the Lord. And we just thank you for your time and your attention. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to ask you at this time to please make ready as we get ready to receive our Lord's Supper. You can get bread. You can get crackers. You can have uh, chips, whatever you you have. We're going to pray over these sacraments. You can get Kool-Aid, water, juice, whatever you have to use because we want to make sure, hallelujah, that we are uh, receiving the Lord's Supper and doing this in, at, as, as in the memory of Jesus and his sacrifice for you and for me. And so I'm just going to give you a minute to um, get your, your sacraments together, just a few, well, actually a few seconds here, uh, to make ready, and then we're going to begin. I'm going to start off by just praying over Uh, praying for us, our hearts to be made ready, amen, and then I will be praying over the sacraments, hallelujah, hallelujah, and then we will go into our communion. Okay, I'm going to begin praying. Father God, in the name of Jesus, please search our hearts, Father God. Search every area of our hearts, Father God. We want to be made uh, just able, hallelujah, to be able to receive this communion, Father God. We don't want to hold any unforgiveness, any ought in our heart, Father God. We don't want to be separated from you, Father God, because of things that we're holding against other people, things we're holding against ourselves. 
Father God, help us to forgive. Help us to release anything that's not like you that has been in our heart, that's written on our hearts. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as painful as some of the the memories may be, Father God, help us to release it to you, Father God. We want to be in total communion and fellowship with you on today, Father God. We want to start 2015 off the right, Father God, where our hearts and our minds and our spirits, Father God, are set toward you, set toward heaven. Father God, we want to be closer to you. We want to be more intimate with you. Father God, we don't want anything hindering us, God. So right now, in the name of Jesus, Father God, we release any and everything unto you, God, that may be separating us, that may be causing us to be detached, Father God, and we ask you to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Father God, search our hearts, search our spirits, search our minds, that we may be able to enjoy the fullness of fellowship with you on this day and every day. Amen and amen. Now, Father God, we ask that you would take these sacraments, Father God, and make them holy. Father God, our crackers, our juice, whatever it is that we have, Father God, we ask for you to bless them. Father God, as we do this in uh, in remembrance of Jesus' sacrifice, God, we thank you and we pray to you, God, that we will feel Jesus right here with us as we are about to receive communion, as you have stated in your word. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Well, on that night, Jesus spoke with the disciples. He taught them about the Last Supper. And as he was speaking with them, hallelujah, he passed the bread, hallelujah, and he said to his disciples that this was a symbol. It was symbolic of his body that was going to be broken for them. And so he took the bread and he broke it, hallelujah. And we're now going to receive the bread as a symbol of the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now take and eat. And likewise, he took the wine and he passed it to the disciples and he let them know that it was symbolic of the blood, his blood, that would be shed, hallelujah, for each one of us, amen. And he passed the the wine. And if you have your wine, water, whatever you have at this time, this wine, this water is symbolic of the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, take and drink. Hallelujah. I'd like to end with prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we bless you. And we honor you, Father God, for receiving these sacraments on tonight, God. And we thank you, God, for communion, God. We thank you that even as the bread and even as the wine was digested, Father God, that it was more spiritual than natural. Father God, we thank you that it's a, it's a way to connect with Jesus in such an intimate way. And, Father God, even as we go about our evening, and, Father God, as we go throughout our week, I thank you, Lord, that we'll have more spiritual encounters. Hallelujah, Father God. Jesus, meet us where we are. Angelic hosts, meet us where we are. Father God, move, shake, shift where we are. Holy Spirit, reside in us. Hallelujah. Throughout this week, Father God, give us opportunity to serve one another. Give us opportunity, Father God, to bless others encourage others, sow into others, Father God, with the gifts that you have given. Now, Father God, we ask you to bless each person on this line, each family that's represented, each ministry represented, each uh, family member, Father God, who's been sick, each person that has been sick and dealing with chronic illness. Father God, we thank you for supernatural healing, supernatural, hallelujah, and dynamic great reports that will come from the physician even this week. 
God, we just bless you, and we honor you, and we give you all praise for what you're about to do in the lives of your dynamic and glorious people. Father God, I thank you that they're fearfully and wonderfully made. And, Father God, you, Master Potter, you know every incident. You know everything in their lives. But, God, I thank you that you desire, hallelujah, to use them, to lift them up, to, sh- to, to shine them up, Father God, and use them for your glory in every way. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, we bless God for each one of you, and we thank you for joining us here on the broadcast. And I just want to remind you, hallelujah, that it's not about you and it's not about me, but it's all about him. And until next week at this same time, we're going to continue on, hallelujah, discussing about trusting in the Lord and the different aspects of that. We love you so much. We'll see you right back here next Sunday. Amen.
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh, oh, oh,